I am starting a coffee company. And today on this episode, you're gonna be able to watch me taste test my own blend of coffee live in front of you guys. Joining me today is Taylor Hollis. She's the owner of Cool Beans Coffee Brewery in Davidson, Michigan. She is exactly the partner that this show wanted to partner up with to create this special blend. And today on this episode, we're going to get into the, the nerdy bit of coffee creation. How is coffee sourced? How is it roasted? How do you keep the acidity down? How do you keep that taste? How do you create perfect blends? This blend is going to be a low acid blend. It's going to be delicious. I can't wait to share it with you. If you enjoy coffee and you want to know more about coffee, this is the episode for you. And like I said, we're going to be taste testing live today in front of you guys. My first opportunity to taste my coffee that we've been working so hard on behind the scenes. I can't wait to share this episode with you. This is special. The air roasting process also removes that bitterness. So you have to be really choosy about your sources. It smells delicious, right? It's it. Yeah, but that's good. I would like to thank my editing team, NVN Creates, before we jump into this episode. Uh, if you are looking for someone to help you produce video content, edit your content, give you recommendations, I trust them implicitly. They put their heart and their soul into everything that they do. And uh, without them, this podcast wouldn't exist because I would have been burnt out after episode two. They've been editing for me ever since then, and I wouldn't have it any other way. If you're interested in learning more, go to the description. Their information is right there, but I really would recommend their services. Please make sure you drop a like on this video, subscribe if you're brand new. All right, guys, let's jump into today's special edition podcast. You guys are going to enjoy this one. It's a goodie. We'll see you guys at the end of the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. We have Taylor with us today. Guys, I am super, super excited for this episode because you guys might not know this, but we've been working really hard behind the scenes at the show um, to create actually a specific coffee blend that we could sell to you guys. And uh, I've talked to a couple different people, but we landed at least hopefully being able to work with Taylor <laughs> and Cool Beans Coffee in Davison, Michigan. Thank you for coming on the show, Taylor. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Guys, this is going to be an awesome episode. So this is what we're doing today. Taylor brought us some samples. Um, and we're going to do a couple different things. We're actually going to be able to try the samples today on the show live for you guys, let you know how the samples are. Um, this is my first time even seeing them, smelling them, tasting them. Uh, and uh, I actually, yeah, Taylor just kind of gave her best guess. So this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and we're going to learn about Cool Beans. Um, why did I partner with them? Questions I have for Taylor on like what got her into coffee. And so if you're interested in coffee, what it takes to roast coffee, sourcing coffee, um, beans and, and everything like that. This is going to be a podcast you're going to watch in full. Uh, all right, Taylor, are you ready for this? I'm ready. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so walk me through some of the blends that you brought today. Could, whatever you want to start with, let, let's kind of maybe talk about what they are. Okay. And then we can kind of start percolating one. Then we can kind of go through some questions and stuff okay. like that. Well, I've got um, a couple different things here today. So the first two that I brought um, are not related to the podcast technically. Um, my best-selling one is called the Taylor Made Blend, um, which is my personal favorite, and it's my favorite to sell because I get to be really dorky when I sell it. So when I go to craft shows, I put on a name tag that says Taylor, and then when they ask me why it's named that, I say, because my name's Taylor and I made it. So just good good puns to go around and people really get a kick out of that. But, so it's a medium roast. Yep. That one's a medium roast. Um, and it is, um, mm. kind of goes with the theme of cool beans, which is just all natural coffee. There's no additives in that. So when I say it's a blend, we blend three different types of coffee that are all natural. Mm. So what would be, what would be a good, like medium roast? What's kind of some What's, I guess, where do you source this from? Is it Guatemalan, Brazilian? Yeah, so that particular one is Guatemalan, Colombian, and Ethiopian. Nice. Um, so Colombian is kind of like the standard coffee bean. Anytime any coffee company starts thinking about making a roast, they generally start with Colombian because it goes good with everything. Mm. And it's kind of a middle of the road, um, very balanced, but it really kind of elevates other flavors too. Okay. Um, the Guatemalan is my personal favorite because it tastes like chocolate. Mm. Um, so without having to add actual chocolate or sugar, you, you get, notes in yes, there. you just get that chocolatey notes and it varies from milk chocolate to dark chocolate, depending on the crop. Interesting. Um, and then the Ethiopians where you get a little bit of like citrusy kick. Mm. So, so if you guys are curious, you guys can go to her website, coolbeanscoffeemi.com. If you want to check it out, it's there. Um, man, it looks awesome. Are we, are we going to try this later? If we have time? Yeah, we can. We can. We can yeah. try this later. Okay, cool. 
Um, what else you bring for us today? Okay, so I also brought um, Costa Rican, which is my newest favorite one. So a customer had recommended to me at a show to get my hands on Costa Rican coffee, and I had never even tried it myself mm-hmm. before. Um, but I took a risk and got some, and holy cow, is it unique. So Costa Rican coffee is grown in volcanic soil, um, which okay. is super cool. Yeah. So it really... It has to be really rich, right? Yes, it's, it's rich super and, okay. rich, and it kind of takes on flavors like nearby it, I guess, in the volcanic mm. soil. So this one like literally tastes like oranges and pineapples, but in coffee form. It is like a pop of flavor that tastes like oranges and pineapples. It almost tastes like you're drinking like a flavored tea or something, but again, all natural. So do you enjoy like fruity type coffees? Some, I, or just, I don't know. Just I kind of like try coffee? them all. That's curious. So is it's grown in a, you said volcanic soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting. So it says, so you have natural flavors of raspberry, plum, almond, and clementine paired with honey, frosting, air roast. That's, that looks... This looks good. So you got to give that one a smell. I love how you use the word zesty in here. The natural sweetness and zesty pop of flavor. I'll leave <laughs> you wanting another cup every time. That's great. I love on your packaging, by the way, like, is it a normal thing? For, do most coffees have like the roasted date? Because I feel like when you go to the store and you buy like a Starbucks that you have no idea yeah. when it was roasted. So I, I don't know if that's something that's, I don't think it's required because you are correct. Like they might have a little stamp on the bag somewhere, somewhere. but again, do you know, is that the roasted date? Is that the package date? How long mm. between those two dates did it sit there somewhere? Yeah. Um, so I don't think I'm required to do that, but I like to do that because mm. sometimes I roast the day before a trade show and then people are like, oh, you sell fresh coffee. And I'm like, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like fresh. You literally cannot buy yes. it fresher than this coffee. Yep. So wow. I, I try to do that. And then obviously I don't keep them for very long either. So I do small batch roasting so that it doesn't sit there mm. forever That's before great. it's being used. Yeah, so it's, for those that are curious, this was like roasted less than like 15 days ago. So this is, uh, I can guarantee you this is fresher coffee than you're ever going to find in a <laughs> store somewhere. Um, that's great. All right, what else you bring? Okay, so the exciting ones today. This is, this is, this is this <laughs> I know is you're excited, excited about. about. So I brought two potential, um, we're calling it podcast blend. Mm-hmm. So until we come up with a better <laughs> name than podcast blend, <laughs> like number it. one and two. I like it. Um, so <laughs> I know you had requested that we come up with a low acidic coffee blend. Yes. Um, which is something that a lot of people have requested. Yeah. And so I really kind of dove into research since we first talked mm. um, and met on the phone. Yes. Um, so I brought you two different ones that I think are a good starting point. Um, and obviously we can change depending on your preferences. Yeah, sure. um, But you had mentioned that you wanted low acid and dark roast blend, which goes very well together actually in my research. So oh, a lot of people get it backwards where they think, Dark roast means more caffeine and higher acidity and more flavor. And that's not technically all true. Hmm. So first of all, dark roast blends have less caffeine than light roast blends. And a lot of people get that backwards. Yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah. Yep. So and a lot of people are surprised at craft shows when I say that and like kind of give me a weird look. And it's because they're comparing caffeine content to like bitterness of coffee, Mm. um, which I've found that usually translates to be the same thing. So like a Starbucks coffee, when people say Starbucks coffee is bitter, like not to just Starbucks, but they are (laughs) pumping their coffee with added caffeine. Well, yeah, it also tastes like gravel. So I'll let you say it. I can say it. I'll say it. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Starbucks, I don't want your sponsorship. (laughs) So yeah, it's, uh, it just tastes burnt too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of factors in that, but that's the biggest one that I found that I actually, somebody told me that if you order on the app, they are like adding stuff in that you don't even know about. But if you go on the app, they have to break down everything. Whereas if you go in store and you read the board and you say, I want that, you have it's, no idea. Yeah, what's actually in So it. I tried it. And even like I sometimes go there and get a cold brew and I'm thinking there's no sugar. I'm not adding milk. Hmm. Well, I added it to my app and noticed they put two pumps of vanilla in their cold brew, vanilla syrup. And yeah. you have to change that on the app to not have that. Like That's their default. Yes. So you're tasting Starbucks coffee thinking I'm getting this no is, sugar and delicious. oh, it tastes like vanilla. So sweet. Yes. Yeah. And that's, which is fine if yeah. you want that, but. If you want diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things is I want to be transparent about what's in my coffee because sure. I definitely 
didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, a lot of flavored coffees have a minute amount of sugar, and it's so minute that they don't have to claim it. Sure. Or the process that they use, if it was soaked in sugar or used with like a, a honey process or something like that, it's not technically in the bean. Mm. So they don't have to claim it. Gotcha. So I my goal is to make something that is 100% natural. There's no additives. And if you want to add milk and sugar and flavorings on top of that, go for it. But then you know what's yeah. in your coffee Well, that's cup. one of the things I appreciated about you from the beginning. Like when I asked you about the low acidic coffee, you were just like, I'm not really sure. I'm researching it. And you didn't even pretend that you knew. And you were like, I'm doing science experiments. I'm learning together. And that made me trust you in this process even more, the fact that you just admitted, you're like, I'm not sure how to do it, but I can figure it out. Yep. And, and I like to figure it out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I could tell you were excited to share. Um, and just, so for those that don't know really quick about why I requested a low acid blend, mm-hmm. I think it'd be important. And then let's, uh, as we do this, let's get this kind of roasting soon. So we can kind of get, get started. I just can't wait to try it. I really cannot <laughs> wait to try it. Back in August of last year, I started feeling like sick to my stomach, like 24 seven. Like I, I didn't know what it was to the point that I had to stop working out. Um, I was almost like pretty much like bedridden for like, like it was just miserable. I would like be gagging in like public speaking events and I couldn't figure out like why, like what was going on. So after a couple doctor's visits that were completely waste of time and a couple other things, um, I watched a uh, hour long podcast thing of some Indian guy going through acid reflux symptoms. And I'm like, that's exactly what I have. And uh, he mentioned getting rid of anything acidic. So coffee citrus anything with bubbles so i drink a bunch of coffee and a bunch of sparkling water like daily and those are two things that cause acid reflux more than anything else so the moment that i cut out coffee my acid reflux was gone which stinks because (laughs) i love coffee and so after i allowed my esophagus to heal i started feeling a lot better my wife found a low acidic blend at trader joe's and uh i haven't had coffee in probably like it was probably been three months at that point i hadn't had coffee I was scared to try it again. Mm-hmm. And we brewed this pot of low acidic Trader Joe's coffee and I drank it and I felt amazing. So then I was like, well, maybe I can just have coffee again. Mm-hmm. So once we were done with that bag, we went to back to normal coffee and I started feeling sick again. And um, so I can still drink some coffee like every other day and I have to just drink like half a cup of mm-hmm. normal coffee. But this is why I wanted Taylor to find maybe a specific low acidic blend that the podcast could promote because I think there's a lot of people out there. And you mentioned there were requests for people mm-hmm. looking for this. Yeah, that lots. Even if you don't have acid reflux, you drink coffee and your stomach hurts, you know, you're having cramps and like all this stuff that I know people that drink coffee a lot can feel. The goal of this would be to maybe minimize some of those symptoms and allow people like me that love coffee can still experience coffee like without feeling sick all the time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how this goes today. Um, so we're going to be trying this. So I'm going to go grab the hot pot and um, I'm going to let you do everything you need. Can I smell it though? Can go for open it. Yep. Yeah, you just rip it open at the top and then there's going to be a seal also. Oh, that smells good. So what kind of coffee do you like? Like what's some notes that you enjoy put like... Uh, roasting and, and okay. sourcing um, like, as we do this. So my favorite to roast, this is just kind of dorky coffee roasting, but my favorite to roast is Ethiopian because it gets super messy when you roast it. Mm. So not a lot of people like know that when you roast oh, coffee, good. it's kind of like popcorn where it does shed, like you they call it a, a chaff. Maker, yes, right? you can use a popcorn maker to roast coffee. You smell so again? I mean, it, it I will gladly good. smell it oh, again. It smells so it smells good. Great. Oh, for those that, if I'm looking past the camera, Matt's, uh, Matt's right there. Taylor's husband is sitting right back there. You guys can't see him, but he's there and he's going to be probably sipping on some of this coffee too. So if I'm like awkwardly looking past the camera, how are you doing, Matt, looking over there? You doing good? Doing good. <laughs> good. All right, I'm going to grab this hot pot. Cool. And we'll do this. Taylor, I trust whatever you want to do here. Okay. Here's this. We've never done anything like this on the show before. Um, so anyways, the air roasting process, you do have to do in small batches. Okay. Um, so that already steers big commercial coffee roasters away from doing that because more time takes to roast a batch. Um, so there's a couple different machines you can get, but the one I have does 10 pounds at a time, which if you think about somewhere like Starbucks or Tim Hortons, like 10 pounds is probably what they sell in, I don't know, 30 seconds at one store. I don't even know. Um, So they're obviously not going to use that roasting process. But what that does is it lets the beans tumble while they're roasting. So a couple different roasters, the beans are sitting right on that heat source. 
Um, these ones, the air is coming from the bottom and it's air roasted. So the beans are getting pushed up by the hot air and they're constantly tumbling. They're constantly tumbling while they're roasting. So that's getting a consistent heat to every bean in that batch. And none of them are able to get burnt because they never stop moving and they're and never just, sitting on the heat source. So that's the purpose is to make sure every bean is roasted yes. equally. Yep. So you're not getting inconsistent where you're like, well, that sip was really bitter and that sip was really mm. acidic. Um, and then you're also losing. So the bitterness aspect is my favorite thing and the thing I like to promote. So because you're getting consistent heat, that makes for a very smooth flavor. You're not getting any surprises. It's the same. Um, you put in too many grounds, it's the same. You put in too few grounds, it's the same. Um, unless you really overdo yeah. it. The air roasting process also removes that bitterness because there's no beans getting burnt at the bottom. So even if you made a batch and one bean got stuck under the spinner or on the heat source, you just ruined your whole batch because now you have grounds that are burnt and bitter. So that's been the biggest thing in making a low acid blend. Like I already have a leg up because bitterness, yes, burnt beans is the biggest reason you're getting acidic coffee. Do you know if how the beans are, how long they sit before when they've been picked, they're waiting to be roasted? Okay. Um, I read, so I don't know if this is true or not, but I read somewhere that the longer they sit from being picked to being roasted can actually like, cause if beans spoil some and they, they, they get mold on them and all that kind of stuff yes. that can influence acidity as well. Yes. Did you find that at all anywhere? Mm -hmm. okay. And that was one of the other things. Um, so burnt beans was like number one on the list of, you know, when you start research, why is my coffee bitter? Why is my coffee acidic? The number two thing was your coffee's moldy. Um, and there is a couple different spots throughout the process. So the first is, like you said, if you have uh, a lot of these coffees are grown and produced and cleaned, washed, picked in other countries. So there's not as much regulation all the time. Happen, um, sure. Yeah. So sometimes different regions, different crops, different farmers do different processes and some are way better than others. Yeah, there's some that need to soak in the sun. And if you get rain and then it's sun and then it's rain and then it's sun after they've all been picked. You're asking for problems. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's no consistency in that. Um, some processes remove the coffee bean from the coffee cherry right mm. away. Some let it sit in there to kind of absorb some of that flavor. Like sure. It is kind of a fruity flavor yeah. for longer. Sometimes the process that they use, if it's water process to remove it from the cherry, if they're actually having somebody peel the cherry away to get to the bean, sunlight, all of that stuff. Wow. Um, and like I said, there's not a lot of, I mean, I'm sure there's regulation over there, but if you're getting something brought to the United States, it's not always meeting that expectation. Yeah, man, like how can you control that? Though? Yeah. So you have to be really choosy about your sources. So getting started, I have a place that I source them from that really is around the world. Um, but there's some things that they don't have access to yet either. Mm. So I'm branching out into new new sources, but I definitely don't want to be ordering moldy coffee beans. So I've been very choosy with that. And I'm sure I'll find new suppliers too. But even when you're getting coffee beans that they're saying this is organic, you're like, by yeah. whose standards? Yeah. United States what organic? organic mean? Yes. Right. Because that, that could mean, yeah, they could be organic, like no pesticides, but it could mm -hmm. still be moldy, nasty coffee, yep. right? Technically, like yeah, you're, you could be organically grown, but then are they organically processed? Right. Are they organically shipped? Are they organically roasted, packaged? Interesting. It's a whole thing. And I feel like so many times people just slap in the organic just, just so they can charge more money. Yeah. Um, well, like, it does cost a lot to get that label too because basically everything in your shop has to be organic because as soon as you throw a non-organic bean through a grinder that a organic bean went through, it's mm. not organic anymore. We're almost there. I'm excited. Um, so uh, have you ever tried a Honduran coffee? So a coffee from Honduras? I have Honduras? not, but it's on my list of things to order. I have order. some before you. Okay. I have a roast, like, a, like cool. an actual like farm. I was messaging him on Facebook because he does white label stuff too. And he's a friend from college. Cool. And I was like, Carlos, I didn't know yeah, you did this. Because I just awesome. made a, you know, like a kind of a partnership with somebody here in Michigan. Um, but I told him I was going to connect him. So yeah. I, but, yeah, he's a, he uh, works at a, I don't know what you call it, coffee bean whatever they manufacture and they roast they send out coffee for roasters and cool yeah he's from yeah, Honduras, I so definitely want to that'd be a good that. connection for you guys yeah. it looks like all right it has been four <laughs> minutes i'm just excited to try this all right, all right.
do a so slow this is push. podcast blend trial number one and it says <laughs> guatemalan 50, 50. yep so 50 percent guatemalan 50 percent brazilian um so I guess we can we kind of got skirted away, but we can talk about why I chose those two. Please. Um, so in my research, I also found that beans grown in lower elevations tend to be less acidic naturally. Um, Brazilian was like top of the list of you want a non-acidic coffee, go Brazilian. Hmm. Um, and that one makes a really good dark roast and it does have natural chocolatey notes in it too. And then I already talked about my love of Guatemalan tastes like chocolate. So clearly I like chocolate. So yeah, these two are, Guatemalan is a little bit higher elevation grown than Brazilian, um, but they pair really well Go together. First. Thank you. Oh, also quick little side note, guys, <laughs> the Dylan England show coffee mugs, they're not quite available yet, but they're going to be available soon. So I thought, why not drink out of <laughs> new show uh, merchandise mugs? How much would you like? Just a little bit. I want to try the other one too. And clearly, I've already had some coffee oh, today. Good. Yeah, I have had zero coffee today. <laughs> oh, and Because I wanted just to make sure, like, I wasn't... Could enjoy it. You know, I wanted to make sure I could enjoy it, and I wasn't going to be, like, shaking the whole day. And <laughs> Well, you can it. see, I've had some people make funny comments to me about, like, Do my like coffee is yes. <laughs> generally a little on the clearer side, um, because you're not getting, um, you know, you're not getting all this extra stuff added in there. So you can see when you're pouring it. It looks I great. Had, I had a guy tell me one time that he doesn't drink see-through coffee. Go, come on, come on, come on. You're good. You're good. Come on the camera. You're right. You get to drink out of the cool beans mug here. Matt, do you want to, you want to, you should pull up a chair. We should have Matt in this part for yeah. the tasting. Right. Here, let's get your chair. <laughs> He's the here. official cool beans by, taste tester. Yeah, anyways. go sit by uh, Taylor over there. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I had a guy tell me one time that he, I poured him a sample and he said, uh, I don't drink see-through coffee. And I was like, so you drink muddy coffee? And he perfect. was like, yup. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. So, but so, he did give it a chance. <laughs> it smells delicious. All right. Give it a first. Now this is, keep in mind, we're, we, we French pressed it and we don't know we French press. So I'm not really yeah. caring about how weak or strong it is. Okay. I'm more going for taste. So here we go. on the stronger side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's not bad. That's good. So you can taste the smoothness for sure. I can. So it's strong, but it's not, it's strong but smooth. Yeah. Like we made so, it perfect. This is this is a good a good blend of coffee. I mean, some people might like a lighter, some, but this, is, this gives us the taste of everything. Yeah, and this one's meant to be a dark roast. So the Brazilian's roasted dark, the Guatemalan's roasted like a medium dark. Can I see your glass real quick, yeah, Matt? Sure. So guys, I don't know if you can tell, I think this is what's, what she was saying about the clear of this coffee. It doesn't look like a dark roast. It's not so muddy. Ooh, ooh, focus there. <laughs> it's it's clear. There there aren't any chunks flowing. It's just a clear cup of coffee that uh, tastes dark though. Because you would you would look at this coffee and you would say, wow, that's going to be a weak. Yeah. A weak coffee. It's not weak at all. No, not at all. Like that's a strong, dark roast, but it's pleasant. It's uh, that's great. And that's what I was saying about like adding the correct amount of grounds. You aren't so worried about measuring it because you're just getting that smoothness. Whereas if you put too many grounds of a bitter coffee in there, you'd be going Ugh. like, oh, it tastes like dirt. That's so happy. I like your smile. That's, Wait, that's the picture for the package right there. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. You guys, because we, we talked a little bit about what type of coffee I like, but I didn't give you like any instruction. Mm -mm. You just said dark. Roast, I just said basically. dark. And uh, this is nice because, so I don't, um, well, I'll wait till after the next brand before I tell you what I don't like. Okay. <laughs> may, this is this <laughs> before so guys, you try. I'll just turn uh, this one away. to put in. I don't know. It's a smooth. It's a smooth coffee. Like it's just a smooth. I don't know how else to put it. It's there's not a crazy bad. It's a good yeah. cup. There's a there's a subtlety to it. Like when you first take the first sip, and it just kind of like washes from the front to the yes. back of your palate, you know. And then you really taste the full, you know, the full taste of it. It's not. That punchy in the face kind of no. good coffee, you know. No, it's nice. It's just a nice mm -hmm. cup. Like that's like it's like it's a nice cup. Like yeah. some coffee. Like I don't mind crapping on Starbucks because I don't <laughs> like Starbucks and they're overpriced and I don't like them. So sorry, Starbucks. But when you drink a dark roast from Starbucks, you're like, whoa, like that. Mm, you know, you're like trying to get it down to swallow. <laughs> this is dark, but it's smooth and it's a very good cup. A plus. Thank you. A plus so well, far. Good. We're on a good start. I was freaking out all morning. I'm like, what happens if the coffee sucks? <laughs> did like, you did you practice your faces in the I mean, mirror? Like, 
Mmm. It looks good. <laughs> I was practicing. Well, good. I'm glad you like no, it. No, and I'm not even kidding. This is actually... I don't know, though, if it's because I'm drinking it out of a Dylan England Show mug that it's so good. Yeah. But is, is your coffee good? It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Because, I mean, I don't know if that was... I'm not saying that if you buy one of our mugs, your coffee will taste better, but, you know, you could... That's up These to you. These statements have not been reviewed by the FDA. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying you won't feel that way either. Yeah. Um, also, you got to try it. Fun fact. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel this way. You guys feel this way. Uh, do you prefer drinking out of a white mug or a black mug? Okay. So Matt has a philosophy that you have to drink coffee out of glass. Glass. Whether it's a mug, a pint, glass. It's totally different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. When we go to like a cafe and they bring his coffee in like a glass mug, he's oh, like, yep. Yes. Really? This is it. It, it, it. To be honest, like people don't believe it, but w- the the material that you drink your coffee out of changes the taste yep. a lot. Plastic, and stainless I don't, steel. Like, oh, I agree with him too. Here, I'm going to do this because over so you guys can For sure. that. Go ahead. No, you go, go, go. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't believe it until I had it in a glass one time, and I was like, that's so different that even like out of like a ceramic mug, it tastes very different. Ceramic mug is okay. Plastic, like wow. I just can't get past the... Like you just no matter what it is, I can just taste the plastic. I can't do metal, so that's where I agree with you. So like people that do like their Yetis and like mm-hmm. the yeah, the I'm thermos, sorry. I can't do that because it tastes metally and it. Mm-hmm. But I've I've always preferred ceramic. I don't think I've ever really tried or preferred glass. So that's that's interesting. So Taylor, by the way, Taylor gave me that that glass at mass <laughs> as a gift. So I'll be able to. See if you're Test right yeah. later. Maybe your theory just matches his, where you had a good experience drinking it out of that glass one the first time. Maybe. Has the same it effect could, as it the could be podcast effect. mug. Could be placebo. So, like, we, you know, Taylor got these awesome mugs for sale on her website, right? But uh, I actually got some pint glasses that are like this too for coffee because mm. I like. I like drinking, yeah. you know, coffee out of a pint glass, as weird as that yeah. is. It's I used to drink different. water out of a pint glass in college. Really? Yeah, I would have a big, huge glass pint glass. It was huge. <laughs> I got it at a garage sale for a dollar. Just That's what was my water bottle was for four years. Interesting. Yeah. You Very should go, go grab it out of that bag and show up. That, his is, okay? is Please. His yeah. is unique because it goes with the gun shop. You have to see this. I brought it just in case you want to see Oh, guys, that's good coffee. And I, I feel great. I, that actually... So far, I feel good. We'll see how I feel after. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) So this one's got the uh, 50 cal bullet, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, so that glass is made by a company in Wisconsin called uh, Father and Son Team. Yeah, Father and Son Team. It's a small family-owned business called Ben Shot. So, yeah. But uh, they they put, you know, all sorts of different things embedded in the glass. It's really cool. Yeah, this is actually sweet. Uh, For guys that don't know, we're going to have another episode here soon. With Matt talking about Vice Armory, he owns a, a store up in Davidson, Michigan. So we're gonna talk about that in a second. That that with the bullet there, that is that's sweet. It gets really hot though. I'll tell you that. The bullet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's not made for hot, and it, it gets really hot. Yeah, like you could walk around and brand people with. It. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. That's yeah. Is that why you have it? Yeah. It's yeah. Nice. Keep, keep employees in line. Nice. No. So I go. I I think so with this blend. Let's let's talk about. It's fifty fifty. I, I think it hit everything that we want. It low acid. It I I feel fine. Like it was smooth. It was a good cup. So That's, do you ever drink cold brew? Yeah. Okay. But I've so, stopped drinking since all of this stuff. Okay. So you're gonna have to start again because okay. the other thing I realized or learned in my research is low acidic coffee, if you take an already low acidic coffee and you brew it as cold brew, it's even less. My wife was telling me that, but for some reason, when I was thinking about that, it was like triggering like acid, like I have like PTSD acid reflux. I don't know if anyone that has had, had, there are certain foods you think of that all of a sudden you start feeling sick. Mm -hmm. And when she said cold brew, I've had so many bad experiences before of drinking cold brew and there's feeling like trash afterwards. It didn't sound good, but that, that's interesting. I should. Yep. And if you make it a certain way, like if there's some different methods you can use, but if you do it in like a sun tea type method yeah, um no it's okay you can you make a concentrate and then you can dilute it with as much water as you want to make it stronger weaker Interesting. so i was going to bring you some cold brew but i did not okay so the next blend is going to be similar tone so it's also has guatemalan and brazilian but it's going to be balanced by sumatran and this is an organically grown sumatran because i don't have the stamp of organic in the United States, I can't claim that it's organic, even though there's no additives. Right. But 
It is organically grown as far as I know. So the Sumatran um, is a really good one for dark roast because it has a kind of earthy tone to it. Mm. So that's the one I recommend to people that are like, have never drank cool beans coffee. And they're like, I want dark roast. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Do you want it bitter? Do you want it muddy? Because that's what most people think that they like in a dark roast. Right. So the Sumatran has no bitterness either. That one's the darkest that I roast. That's the darkest that I roast, but it does have a little bit of an earthy tone to it. So it mimics some of the dark roast qualities of other coffees. Interesting. So, so it's going to balance it just a little bit, a little bit less chocolatey and a little bit more like earthy tone to it. And I think I might even like that more. Because I love earthy coffee. And I'm grateful. I'm very grateful that you made coffee. Would you like some more, Taylor? Uh, no, I want to wait for this next okay. one. You can have both, you know. <laughs> I, I do. Um, I have a lot of coffee, believe it or not. Do you? Do you? I, I used to have so much coffee. It's sad. It's a sad life. I will say, by drinking less coffee, I felt better. I felt that more is awake. dependent on it. Like, and more focused. So there's a study with, like, caffeine and, like, ADD. And how caffeine can like scramble your brain. So when I gave up caffeine, I actually felt more focused, which is really weird. Um, but I just freaking miss coffee. <laughs> so, um, well, there's no added caffeine in this, such as a bonus too. So we can drink more of it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's great. Do you know how to make decaf coffee? Mm-hmm. I have a decaf blend. Do you? Yep. Could you make this into a decaf blend? I can make. Hmm. Wait, wait, could you make a low acidic decaf blend? Yes. I could do that. That'd be cool. So decaf blends are notoriously extra acidic um, because of the process that they normally use. It's like everything you would think just doesn't doesn't make sense. So the bonus is that like caffeine itself can provide some acidity. Um, So that balances it out a little bit. But Mm. decaf, a lot of decafs are done with a chemical decaffeination process, which obviously is adding in acidity because you're putting things in your stomach that you shouldn't have yeah. in your stomach. So, Interesting. Yep. So the decaf I have, and I can get my hands on other stuff too, is processed with a sugarcane decaffeination. Hmm. And there's also a Swiss water process too. So the sugarcane I like, it does have a really minute amount of sugar in it, but they actually use an extract from sugarcane to decaffeinate it. And then you're getting a little sweetness added to it too, but it's all natural sweetness. It's literally pure sugar. That's so incredible. whatever the bean already tasted... It hmm. gets heightened during that decaffeination process because it's sitting in sugars. Interesting. Basically. So, but that one is also That'd be fun. all natural. I'd, we should we should definitely look into that. Mm-hmm. The one um, I have right now is a Colombian. Um, so that one's pretty. That's the one that tastes like graham crackers. Yeah. Wow. It's like a dessert coffee. Yeah. yeah it, when you start uh, like reading some of these packages, like you can really the flavors really jump out. Like. It says it has notes of citrus. Okay, you taste that. It says it has notes of cherry. You could really start to taste. And get a lot really of those specific. Hints when you, especially like the first time you see it, like Colombian normally, you know, it has like a nice like it's almost like like this. This actually has a little bit of it, but Colombian to me almost tastes like a really light hot chocolate. Like it's like this dark. I can see that with the with yeah. the with the chocolate notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's you have to train your palate. Because there's some people that don't even like coffee that are going to watch this. or like, coffee tastes like dog water. Yeah. Like, let's coffee say, tastes you know, like coffee. Yeah, and you're like, it does not. And I'm like, when you drink something enough, you can start to pick out those flavors. And it's a good mental exercise, too, to try to be like, okay, can I taste? The package says this. Mm-hmm. Am I tasting that? You know, that's a good that's a good thing to do. Okay, so podcast blend number one, A, if not A+. plus. I just don't want to give an A plus until we try the next one. Do you have any idea on notes on this? So it's more mm-hmm. earthy. Yep. Um, so hold on, I can look it up for you. I'm going to go to coolbeanscoffeemi.com. Ooh, free plug. (laughs) Everyone type it in right now. Press pause in the video. Cool Beans Coffee. So the other thing that's kind of interesting is, and not a lot of people know this, and it can be a little bit stressful as a coffee roaster, is even if you get the same same beans from the same supplier year after year, you're getting different notes because the, you know, the weather that year... Really? changes it, it was really sunny this year um sorry it was really sunny this year sure they got a lot of rain you, this year um that can really affect it so like one of the things that i had i had another blend called just called the signature blend prior to the taylor made and all of a sudden the guatemalan crop that i was getting is not 
the same anymore. And that, so I had to remake that blend, but it was really fun because now I had to figure out how to Mm. make something that was similar to what I already liked, but a little bit different. So it's almost like everything is a little bit limited edition because even Guatemalan next year from the same farmer is going to be slightly different. It's just things that people don't even think about. Like people have no idea. I didn't know it before. You know, they just buy coffee, they buy the same blend, but they actually might be getting kind of a fresh new tasting coffee Mm -hmm. every, every crop. And that's another reason to buy things that you know are fresh instead of, I don't know when they package Mm -hmm. this. Okay. So Sumatran earthy flavors like dark chocolate, tobacco. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. No, you'll taste that one. Black tea, brown spice, and dried plum. Interesting. So I really taste in the Sumatran. I taste that one's all equal parts, Brazilian, Guatemalan, Sumatran. Um, That one, I can taste the dark chocolate in that brown spice. Hmm. It's an interesting little flavor. Yeah. So in all of so these two... So will this two, be potentially a little sweet? But it has less chocolate though, right? Um, Yes, it's going to have less of the milk chocolatey mm. taste. So it's probably going to taste a little less sweet, but a little bit more... I don't even know how to describe the black spice. Mm. I just have to taste it. I'm excited. Almost like a cinnamony He's type back. note. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and then I think that water's ready too, if you awesome. want to grab in the hot pot. And the other thing with these blends is we can, like adjusting the amounts of each one makes mm-hmm. a substantial difference. Like even if you knocked you this up to being 50% Guatemalan, 25 Brazilian, 25 Sumatran, it's an entirely different blend. Okay, we have to, I have to smell both because I'm curious now okay. if I can go back and forth, if I can even smell the difference. Can you, should you be able to smell the difference on mm-hmm. coffee? Okay. These ones are going to be really similar, but you yeah. can, you can definitely. a little bit. That's one of my favorite this, parts is the smelling of them. This almost smells stronger than this one. Yep. That one's going to be, I would say, richer. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. like, it hits me. Like the smell just goes, wow, it's more present. This one is a little more muted. And this one came out to have just a slightly lower acidic level than Ooh, this one did. Because you. the Sumatran's roasted very dark. So you said five scoops? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, this one does smell good. Like a that's candle a, out of that one. <laughs> so what I was going to say earlier, as I scoop this and probably make a mess everywhere, is I some people love fruity coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't love fruity coffee. Okay. Like really fruity coffee. There's a place in Greenville. Um, it's called Methodical Coffee. Great people. Like love them. Um, and there's a couple, there's another place too. Uh, it's closed down now, but it was like, it just tastes like you were drinking a blueberry. And like it's just fruit style not coffee. too much and i very much prefer the earthy okay uh like what that what that was like even the chocolate the earthy like that type of coffee is just like gotcha okay mm, makes me duly noted yeah so, so yeah so if you would like the sumatran taste in here we can up that mm-hmm. however much you want sometimes the sumatran like if you like i'll admit i prior to doing this would not have claimed myself as a dark roast lover at all and now doing I like it. Doing this project right here, yes. you mean? Well, no, just, just doing cool coffee. beans in general. Right. Yeah, I would never have walked into a coffee shop and said, give me whatever your dark roast is. Matt would have. I used to like dark roast, um, but then I realized that light roast had more caffeine, mm-hmm. and I assumed that light roast would feel better on my stomach. So then I drank light roast to get more caffeine, and I felt like dark roast hurt my stomach. But then actually... That really wasn't the case. I mean, it would have been um, both because you would have had more caffeine adding the acidity, but you probably were getting burnt coffee and dark roast. That's the thing because the dark roast from like Panera or Starbucks, it is harsh. Mm-hmm. And I felt the light roast felt better on my stomach, you know, so I wasn't like going to the bathroom like eight times in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's interesting. That's interesting to know the difference. Okay. Water time. All right. So another thing is if you roast, and I'm sure you've seen this, like dark roast is when you start to get the oils that come out of the beans as well. So some people avoid dark roast because they think that the oils are clogging up their grinder, which it definitely does more than light roast. But as soon as you get to medium dark roast level, even even if you let the beans sit a little bit, they... They develop a little differently. So you're relieving or releasing oils from those dark roast beans, even after they're done roasting, if they don't look oily, and then you open up the container the next day, you're going to notice those oils have started to come out mm. as the beans rest. Interesting. So is dark roast more of a pain to make then? 
Uh, no, just takes a little bit longer. Takes a little bit better eye to know when to stop. Okay, here's the one question that my wife asked. All right, questions for Taylor. This is more personal business type question. Okay. So we're going to switch from coffee, uh, exciting stuff to like business things. Okay. Right. How has your perception changed of owning a business before you started owning a business now that you've owned a business? Great question. Well, um, I know you already plugged Matt's interview in a little bit. So yeah. our first small business um, is Vice Armory, which is still in business. But that was my husband's kind of brainchild. And I really enjoy just doing the books keeping and taking people's money is really fun and counting the money. Um, that is all gun related stuff, which mm -hmm. I am 100% supportive, but know next to nothing about. So I really liked not being asked questions about things that yeah. I didn't know on repeat. So I kind of put myself in the background of that. But what that allowed is it built a really good foundation for me to see like the things behind the scenes of a business that people don't think of. Mm. A lot of people are like, I want to start my own business. And they have no idea how much work, how many late nights of like not fun stuff it is where you're going through QuickBooks and categorizing expenses or all of that stuff, hiring employees, any of that. So I will be honest, if I had done this one first, I would have just been excited about roasting coffee and then been like, wait, I have to do that. Wait, I have to oh, do that. Business yeah. yeah. So already doing that and kind of getting good at that stuff really set the ground for doing cool beans. Mm. Um, and Matt was a huge proponent of that. I have loved coffee for a long time, but I definitely would not consider myself like a risk taker and opening a small business is a hundred percent risk taking. It's scary. Yes. It's scary. So Matt was really encouraging about that. Um, and I think I probably talked about coffee and owning a coffee shop enough times to one day he was like then do it let's do it and i let's was like well it. okay and he's like no for real do it and so he really pushed me to do that i don't mm. know if i would have done it or if it would have just always been like a little fanciful dream good job matt yeah yeah uh my wife and i actually have a podcast talking about the importance of the communication in a marriage when it comes mm -hmm. to entrepreneurship um do you feel that um, when it comes to you two now having separate businesses, um, do you ever feel like it's, it's easy, like all you guys talk about is business or is it easy for you guys to compartmentalize when you guys need to? How, how is that communication? Uh, cause my wife and I, my wife's a real estate agent. I own an insurance business. And so sometimes it's sometimes we have to check ourselves and we're mm -hmm. like, we've only talked about business for the past three days. How yep. are you doing? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, do you guys feel ever that tension happening sometimes? Definitely. And it's definitely hard when what you're doing is passionate too, because yeah. it's like, I just want to talk about coffee yeah. and like, I just want to talk about guns. And like, luckily we enjoy doing the business stuff together, but we definitely have to check that. Um, our biggest thing is we've noticed when we go on vacations, instead of using it as a vacation, we're like, look at all this time to do these yeah. things that I haven't done. I can schedule all these Facebook posts. I can get caught up on all these you know, mean, letters, That's emails. kind of the life of a business it owner. Is. Turning the, the word off yep. is like not a word we know. Yeah. So yeah. we really have realized that um, Matt's family goes to a remote little cabin as our family vacation every year where the internet connection, you have to drive into town to send a text. And That's that smart. really, That's yeah, that sucks, really forced us smart. to be like, wait, I don't need my phone. Do you, uh, which leads into the next question as their timer is almost done, five seconds. Uh, <laughs> how much of your job in the coffee business is hands-on roasting coffee versus the administrative side? That's so loud. Mm. Sorry, people. Go ahead. <laughs> That was an exciting alarm for coffee, you know, though. This I makes like me so it. happy. I'm like ready it's to positive. try this. <laughs> um, what was your question again? How much is how much roasting? is like hands on? Okay, and then how much is administrative and in the coffee business? Gotcha. So I probably should spend more time on the administrative side than I do. I like to let that stuff pile up because if I have two hours that day to work on my business Listen, and I it's like to stir it, so I'm going to stir oh, it. Oh, it's late, okay. It'll so still it, work. It'll still be great. Yep. So. If I have two hours in my day where I can go roast coffee or I can sit on QuickBooks, I tend to opt to roast coffee and mm -hmm. let that other stuff pile up. And so I will definitely, I definitely need to work on that. But it's definitely heavier on the roasting side, um, especially because I do the small batch roasting, which mm. I will not change. It sounds time intensive. It is yeah. a little bit. 
Um, but I won't change it because you just lose quality to change it. Is this so, scalable though? Is it something? is a little bit. Yep. So the next, like the next machine up, I can double my sizes. Mm. Um, but it is going to be a learning curve because it's the next size up is very, um, you can hook it up to computers and track it that way. Mm. So essentially you could get to a point where I perfect it and you say Guatemalan medium roast go. Done. But it also is kind of fun because I'm still learning. I like to, sometimes I make a little bit lighter roast than I did last time. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I like that so much better. So yeah. that's what when I do from now When you play around, on. that's how you learn. That's how yeah. you create. And, and if I just had a button, I don't think I would do that as much. I mm. think I would be like, I have 30 minutes to roast this batch. And I have orders. I got to get the yep. orders out. And yep. yeah, that's so true. So it's... It allows even like when you asked me to make a blend, I was like, yeah, because the taste testing process, like, like this is the part. most fun science experiment I've ever done. Yeah, I could tell by our messages that you were, I was nervous for a little bit. I'm like, no, Taylor's having fun with this. Like, this yeah. is exciting. All right, Matt, you're going to come join us again for this batch, brother? Matt and my dad are my official taste testers. So they like when I bring them official a... Taste tester. All right, you want me to pour for everybody? Is that fine? Great. Thank All right, you. cool. So similar on the light like smooth look and in, in the mm -hmm. pour yep really what now, you're going to notice the difference is you're going to get a little bit of earthy tone and that brown spice has a different hits your tongue different i'm excited i didn't stir this one so it might be a little weaker so that's okay. on me i told you guys that i was making it and it was gonna all right here we go so you gotta smell first because you can first. definitely smell the difference oh you can smell the mm -hmm. difference you can smell What's... the earthy so that's in the sumatran interesting Right, here you go. Ready? I think you did a good job. Yeah. It's not bad. What do you think, Matt? I, I gotta go back. I didn't clear the palate. Oh, so no. that was a palate clearer. Do you want me to put some water in this no, glass real quick? I'm okay. Good. Again, it's to me that tastes like a, a much darker, but it's not that like Maxwell House. You're yes. gonna, you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna regret it's it later. It's just still smooth. Like that's the thing. It's still, it's still smooth. You guys are in charge of, of the mic now. Okay. So when you guys take turns talking, <laughs> you guys are in charge of that. Um, okay. So my initial thought is, it's equally as pleasant to drink. So it's, it's both just felt good, and neither one of them hit you strong. So neither one of them were just like. You know, that like bitter taste, they just, they're both smooth. I can definitely taste something different and I'm still trying to like hone in on what the taste is. Um, I almost feel like you feel this one different almost than, it's mm -hmm. almost not even a taste, it hits your tongue. And that's that spice. I can that taste spice. that black spice. I was yes. about ready to say that's what, that feeling on your tongue. Yeah. And it's like, it's what like, is, what almost, is that? Is it like I don't tingly know. tingly almost yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit? Like it has, you, you know what I'm talking like about? Like the same effect cinnamon would have. Yeah, look at us being coffee connoisseurs. This is now, great. Now, see, the real experiment would be if I hadn't read you those flavor tones. <laughs> oh, no That's clue. a different no one. No clue. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, mm, ketchup. So next time mm -hmm. I'll like, you know, Hide the bag. Oh, please don't. I mean, well, we'll get there. I'll warm up. Yeah, you um, should have done a blind taste test. Yeah. Starbucks in one cup. And I could oh, do that. I 100% good... could do oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's our, there's our clips, our shorts right that's there. That's a good idea, actually. Although the, like, the risk will be really high for you on that, so you will not nah, get Nah, I'll take it. No, she's <laughs> like, I got this. I'll take the risk. I feel like between a homemade, like, legitimate, fresh, I feel like I could taste the difference between that and Starbucks. Absolutely. I hope you'd, I could. You'd feel it like yeah, it hit your tongue like, and you'd go if my oh. stomach was doing upside down <laughs> I, well yeah you'd Starbucks. especially feel it but i think anybody would feel it yeah, mm. one of the things that i really enjoy about uh taylor's nice. coffee is that when you if i drink like let's say that we go to starbucks we're running through town and i grab a little like the whatever the grande whatever the smallest one is i don't know <laughs> i don't know sorry it still costs eight dollars yeah so i spent eight dollars on this little guy <laughs> that little guy will have me wired in like 10 minutes and if i get a big one i can't even finish it yeah and i'm so shaky yeah i'm somebody who enjoys to drink the coffee so like because it's not doesn't have a bunch of added caffeine to me i like i can drink three of these in a the morning and i feel really good i don't feel shaky it gets me a like moving mm -hmm. and I get to enjoy it. So the first one is like must drink coffee to survive. The second one is like, okay, I'm warming up. The third one is like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. And that's typically like my morning. I'll either do that or, or I'll do an espresso and then two of these. So this is, yeah, it's a definitely, you don't feel as shaky. That's, tr that's true. This is good. I, so, so what's our favorite guys? What do we think? 
What I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Taylor, and then okay. you, Matt, and I'll tell you my favorite. Well, I feel like we should start with the person that like not the person that made it, because then you're gonna want to. No, I won't. With, I won't. Yeah. I won't. I'm gonna tell okay. you my favorite either way. Okay. I, I think that the one with Sumatran has more of like a balance to it. Okay. I think that's where. And my Taylor made blend is three also, and mm. I think as soon as you get into three. You can still taste the differences, but it's like they start to complement each other. I love that other one too, but if I was going for something that was, I want a dark roast, that Sumatran adds that extra kick of what I would classify a dark roast. black spice, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. What about you? I was going with option one. Mm-hmm. That was me. Yep. Why? Uh, so the first one, to me, okay, so like the black spice is is like a really interesting twist in the coffee. But the first one to me, like, I love something that tastes like chocolate when I can really draw out the notes of chocolate or the sweet. Yeah, so I think that that's why. And I and I used to love drinking Sumatran all the time, like, when I would get it from other places because it was they had that burnt taste, and I felt like I was getting my yeah, caffeine like yeah. a man, you know. <laughs> but I really love that, you know, the, in my in my older age. <laughs> I'm balding, right? But my, <laughs> but the older I get, like I really like that smooth chocolate yeah. flavor. Yeah. Okay. So the real test is going to be when. So hold on before you down that. When you're done with that, leave the smallest amount in the bottom, and you're going to see the chocolatey pool up in the bottom. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, right there. I'll leave that. You see that? Mm-hmm. Like lines of the coffee, mm-hmm. the, the chocolate. We should have done that with the other one. I you would have really, yeah, you would have really seen it in that so one. So here's my here's here here's what I'm thinking. Okay. So and we can edit these. Both could want. be produced right now, and both would be amazing. I, um, uh, I'll tell you what I liked about both. So on the first one, that first drink that I had was like this is coffee, like the the number one that I had. Um, but I felt number one had a stronger aftertaste than number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so like after I drink number one, I loved it while I was drinking it. And then after it, it was, it was a good, I liked the aftertaste of coffee, but it was mm-hmm. just very present. This one, I don't taste the aftertaste as much as I taste with okay. option one. I don't know if you guys felt that at all. Yeah, I do. Um, Which um, could be, we put different we, amounts on there. Yeah, it could yeah. just be the way We're we brewed it. We're going to more I know, but it could just be Such also just shame. the three blend of, mm-hmm. of, of a smooth, I don't know. It could be that. Um, that's one thing I did notice. The I think I liked number one the best. I agree with Matt. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Just by my initial, when I drank it, it was just like, I was so happy that like you nailed it. I think okay. it's that like that. It just made me so happy that I was like, this is so good. Um, but do I think that both would be to give people an option? I mean, I think both would sell. Okay. Um, I did enjoy the twist of this. You could, guys, if we do end up selling the one with the black spice on it, you'll have to drink it and let it sit in your mouth for a second. You can feel it like mm-hmm. tingle your tongue. I don't know how yeah. to say that. Yep. You can actually feel the spice doing something. Yeah. It was a cool experience. But for my coffee, I love smooth, like dark, like just like it, it just it just felt I don't know. The first one felt the best to me, but it did have a stronger aftertaste. The second one I loved and had a lighter aftertaste. So it's almost like a tie. Okay. Um, if we could, yeah, but, but I think number one, if we had to sell one like right now, I'd probably go number one. Okay. But if I had to guess which one people would like the most, I think they'd like number two. So that's if a I, good starting if point. If I had to guess, because I think people would enjoy the multi-taste mm-hmm. in their coffee. I think me and Matt are simple creatures and we're like, this that's is right. coffee, you know? Uh, but that, that, yeah, that I think, I think I'd go with number one. But it may be adding a little bit into number one uh, could be the way to go. But I thought they were, I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am right now <laughs> that they're both delicious. Because, uh, guys, I've never tried Taylor's coffee before. So to give you guys a little bit of a background in our whole partnership idea, um, um, I went to school, college, with your brother and his brother's wife okay and we were friends from college and i put a post on facebook that said hey i'm looking for people to interview for the podcast um and uh olivia messaged me and said hey uh my brother-in-law owns a business and my sister-in-law owns a business you guys should connect 
And then when I saw that that business was coffee for Taylor, my mind just started spinning <laughs> because back in 2020, I was hoping to start a coffee shop and I've loved the concept of having a coffee shop. And one of the things that I've been looking for for the show is to create a blend. And we talked on the phone, we told each other about our stories a little bit. And I just like threw out the idea that Taylor, I was like, hey, small podcast, don't know if you're interested. I was fully expecting you to say no because I'm like, why would you do this for me? Because we like we, we just met. And Taylor was just like, sure. I was like, could you create a blend for the show? And she was like, sure. Sounds fun. I love trying new mm-hmm. things. And I remember I, I hung up from that phone call and I was just like, <laughs> I was so excited. And uh, but we we I never had tried Taylor's coffee, so it was a risk. I wanted to work with them because they were in Michigan and the whole point of the podcast is interviewing like Detroit, Metro Detroit or Michigan entrepreneurs. So it just it just fit. It was like God was just kinda like yeah, making well, and this what, happen. What you couldn't see on just a phone call with no video is after we hung up, I was like grinning ear to ear. Like we didn't even say anything to each other. Man just looked at me grinning and I was like, that was exciting. So I'm anytime anybody asks me to talk more about coffee, I'm like, heck yeah, because there's definitely people that are like, great, give me my coffee as quick as yeah. possible and let me walk away. But Matt, more coffee. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a, we have a podcast to record coming yes. up, so we got to be yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I gotta you got to slow yeah. down. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I no, it was such a special thing how this all. Olivia, when you watch this podcast, thank you <laughs> thank for you. the introduction. <laughs> Um, and I was nervous because I didn't know what kind of coffee you made and if it was the fruity coffee, which is the only kind of coffee I don't like. Um, and then I saw like some of the things on your coffee with spi- like different like honey notes. I'm like, oh no, I got nervous for a second. <laughs> and when I tell you guys, I would never encourage people to buy a coffee that I would not going to buy herself. And it like both of those and her first try is something that I would exclusively drink at my house. Like that's an honest, yeah. just so you know, so good job. Um, do so I now think... we know you like Guatemalan and Brazilian. I do. So that's a good start. I do. I wish, I wish we could include Ethiopian, but I don't think that'd be a good, a good thing for the low acidic thing. Now we could create a blend that pe- if people don't want. Maybe we can acidic. roast it darker. Yeah, we could try. So um, I don't. I know you've had a lot of coffee, but I'll leave you with this one. So that one has Guatemalan, Colombian, Ethiopian, and okay. it's a medium roast. So you can take that one Let's home and feel. try it. Yeah, and I feel good. I think. I've had more coffee today than I've had in six months uh, in one sitting, and I still feel fine. And that's a, that's the last thing, because if we're going to call it low acidic coffee, but our stomachs are not, like, you know, when you drink like a heavy dark roast, your stomach can kind of start like mm-hmm. churning. Like it, yeah. we feel, I mean, do you guys feel okay? Yeah. I feel good. Um, so the goal is, so if you're listening still, subscribe, because uh, hopefully this is the plan. The plan is to kind of create a like five-part video series on our partnership moving forward. Um, uh, the di- trying different blends that Taylor's making. I'm probably gonna take a trip to to the roast, and we're gonna record all of it of where she roasts the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a couple follow-up uh, update videos on where we're at with the store. Um, a couple things. All of the whatever we decide will be available on her website. Okay, so if you haven't yet, visit Cool Beans. Coffee, coffee, am I? It's so easy, and I keep forgetting. Cool beans. <laughs> well, it doesn't coffee. have the brewery in it. Yeah, so cool beans, coffee, mi.com. She already has coffee available. So um, I don't know if by the time I actually record this pod, like we actually release this podcast, if the coffee will be live or not. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, check out our website. That's something you guys are going to want to do. Um, last couple questions for you, Taylor. Um, that my wife asked, and then we can kind of wrap this podcast up. Last uh, last two questions, okay? okay? This is speaking a little bit psychology, I guess. Not okay. psychology. What qualities did you see grow within yourself as a result of taking on this challenge of starting a business? Okay, so... Good question. I guess Anna, the, you're killing it. Yeah, those are good. Um, before we started recording, I was joking about how nervous I am because I am my other gig is a middle school teacher. So I was joking that I only talk to 12 year olds and I feel good talking to 12 year olds and not millions of subscribers. Um, so definitely just communication aspect because I definitely am an introvert. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy talking to people, but I enjoy sitting by myself and roasting coffee in silence just <laughs> as much. So it's it's a good like recharge for me. It's a good balance. So the communication and like forcing myself to be outgoing um, because not everybody wants to hear my spiel about coffee, but I want to give it to every yeah. person, yeah. which is not like a natural quality of me to just want to 
blurt out everything to every person I meet. Sure. So that's been super helpful. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could answer that question better even. Taking, I mean, we've already talked about, (laughs) I don't know if I want you to answer or not. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so... Taylor has grown in her, you know, I've seen it from the sidelines, just her like self-confidence. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I've been super proud because like she's done some really hard things. And like when you, if if you're watching this and you're an entrepreneur and you're out there at craft shows and vendor shows and like it is a grind because you got to load up, take it all out there. You know, by the time that you do all that, the profits aren't, that aren't crazy good. But we know from other experiences with our other business that like that's how you get to being where you have like a store or like you know a thriving website because you gotta you gotta hustle so you know like she has hustled really hard and she's uh just become much more self-confident i think and uh getting out there meeting people uh making connections you know like we mentioned that we have a her first big client that she's taken on and like that was like a guy that I know talked to me and then I just gave her the contact and, you know, previous, I don't know that she would have made reached out, but she reached out. She made the, you know, the price guide that they're looking for. She made the deal that made sense to them mm. all on her own. And like, normally I, I would not have expected, but she's grown and she's doing a great job with that. That's sweet. Thank you. I, uh, I, I can understand from a spouse to a spouse, like, uh, I think Anna, similar to you, Taylor, um, and then when my wife became a real estate agent, watching her just thrive and grow and get out of her comfort zone and just like, it's, it's, a, it's a cool to watch from the outside looking in, um, that sometimes entrepreneurship can take us to sometimes even adjust our personalities to a degree to like, we weren't like this before mm-hmm. we started doing this. Yeah. And we're doing things now that five years ago, you're like, you want me to go to a trade show and sell things? Yeah. Like you're crazy. Talk to people for and 10 talk hours. to strangers. Be positive. And, and take their money. Things. And like, I don't, you know, and, and now it's just like a passion. And I can feel the passion for this radiating off you, which makes me feel even better about us continuing to work together. Um, last question to okay. end off the podcast. All right. I want to make sure I get it right. Is it going to be like, what's my favorite color? No, it won't be fun. Well, actually, I was thinking it would be fun to do podcasts to like be serious and just ask like a random would you rather question. We should probably actually do that. But seriously, would you rather? And Okay, last question. So I have absolutely no experience, as my wife said. uh, I have absolutely no experience in starting or running a coffee shop, whether that's an online store or an actual coffee shop, like brick and mortar. What advice would you give me for the initial first steps? Okay, so that's something too that I think we've gone a little bit different route with Cool Beans. Um, I'm part of a lot of coffee groups where I probably do ask dumb questions, but they're very thoughtful in answering them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people literally just say, I like coffee, I'm going to open a shop, and it's $40,000, $60,000, dollars to open a door of a coffee shop. Yes. That's not roasting, that's not finding sources for your coffee beans. Um, that's just equipment and plumbing and electricity. Um, so I think we went about it. It's a much slower way to get there, but because I started just selling bags of coffee and I didn't start as I had somebody roasting for me Mm. initially, and then very quickly realized I wanted to do it all myself. I didn't Mm. like having to wait for somebody to roast beans when I had an order from somebody and it wasn't on their roasting schedule or I couldn't do science experiments. It was... I got what I got. So definitely starting that way where like, I have a craft show table that has coffee beans. What do you sell? Coffee beans? That's it. And But all that did is it let people know that they like my coffee. So now why wouldn't you come to a coffee shop? Now if you want a latte, which you can get anywhere, it's going to taste different at Cool Beans because that base of coffee is unique and good and high mm. quality. You can You can make anything taste good with sugar and milk. Sure. So, and it sounds like you did it, you did it the right way because you kept it simple. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I, I need to have a good product, I think where a lot of people fail in business, I mean, they'll have these grand schemes of a beautiful coffee shop and they have the best equipment and it's, but their coffee sucks. And it's like, you put your time into the wrong thing. Into the wrong thing. And you now, the way that you did it, if you want to do brick and mortar, later down you have good coffee Mm -hmm. like you figured out the roast and you've done it kind of to me the right way and that makes a lot of sense so i think the first step for somebody 
would be learn coffee. Mm-hmm. If you had to just boil down, it would be like learn how to make good coffee. Yep. Join groups, Facebook groups. How, how ask did you dumb questions. Ask, dumb, ask yes. dumb questions. For those that don't know, we have a shirt coming out that's literally going to say ask dumb questions because I, I, I'm passionate about asking dumb questions. Because um, But only ask dumb questions once. Smart people only ask dumb questions once. It's my favorite phrase ever. <laughs> um, ask dumb questions uh, that you perceive are dumb and, uh, and learn mm-hmm. and just uh, learn how to create coffee. Uh, last question, how did you get in contact? Like, how do you get in contact with like overseas like Guatemala, like, Hey, I want a Guatemala blend. Like how yeah. does that happen? So there's a lot of different ways. Um, eventually I'd like to get in direct. Like we talked about with your buddy, I'd love to get in direct with another person that has their hands on the coffee. Um, right now I'm using like a, basically a wholesale site mm-hmm. to do that. Um, but it's somebody that I trust. And even on their site, I'm extremely choosy about which beans I'm oh, getting. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like a broker of mm-hmm. coffee beans yep. that, so if someone look, that's actually, I had no idea. I mm-hmm. was always wondering how that works. It's like, does someone just put up like Google, like <laughs> yeah. coffee farms and Guatemala, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I, was, I was like, I don't know how this works. That actually makes a lot of sense. So someone looking to start coffee, there's broker websites out there, mm-hmm. wholesalers that can, they're the ones that are the middleman for you. Yep. But then you can choose what products, like what specific beans that, mm-hmm. that they give to you. Yeah. And a lot of times if you get, um, like I know my specific place that I use, they they don't just have, do you want Colombian coffee? We have this one. They have 9, 10, 11, 12, mm. all the different processes, different regions, different flavor notes. So you get to really experiment. They send you samples. So I can order six Colombians that are all different notes and pick which one I like best and then order a big bag of it. Mm. Um, but then you can get to where you get in with somebody very specific. Like right now I'm trying to get, um, Hawaiian coffee beans, but as you can guess, they're very expensive because you only have like, Hawaii is not that big. Yeah. <laughs> There's a limited yeah. amount of them. Um, you have to get them shipped to you, which can be pricey. This is cool that you have these. So that's the beauty of working through a wholesaler is you just have options, mm-hmm. um, that you might not be able to have just by trying to make calls and, and deals and that kind of stuff. Yep. But eventually the, it sounds like getting those one-off relationships could even give you potentially more customizable. Like yep. if you can work with one person to really try to get a specific type of bean and yeah. that and kind of stuff, right? You can promote somebody else's passion. Yeah. Like anytime you can do that, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So. Guys, I, this was, this was fun. Thank you, Taylor. Um, I'm excited to try your blend. So a couple of things right off, like to kind of end us off, go to cool beans, uh, I always forget. I think brewery. It's not brewery. Cool. Well, Cool Beans, Beans. Coffee Brewery yes, is coffee. the name. CoolBeansCoffeeMI.com. Um, the link will be in the description and in the comments section. Uh, go try some of her current blends. Um, also, you guys, guys, you're going to want to subscribe to the, the channel. Like the, this journey that we're about ready to it's document gonna cool. is going to be cool. It's going to be really fun to watch. Um, so hit that subscribe button. Share this podcast with a friend. If uh, you know someone that drinks coffee, they need to watch this because it was it was interesting. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting nerdy with us. Like that was <laughs> I'm fun because I'm in very interested in how <laughs> coffee creates the tastes that it creates. Thank you, Matt, for being part of the taste testing. <laughs> uh, you nailed a special guest. We appreciate it. Um, and you're going to want to subscribe because I'm about ready to have a podcast with Matt about his business, which I, they have been doing great and uh, successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And I'm excited for that. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Don't forget, be on the lookout for when we drop these mugs. Also, if you haven't, go to the Dylan England Show on Instagram because on Instagram is where you get the full behind-the-scenes look. I like, Designs I'm working on, um, there's a lot of polls, votes. Um, this, does, this design you see here was actually done by people uh, on Instagram, and I gave them options, and the only reason this exists is because of my followers on Instagram told me what to do. So uh, if you want to be part of that, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It helps me get to know you guys better. You get to know me better. So go do that as well. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys in the next episode.